Yep. From the trenches. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to From Our Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer from Change GPS. We're brought to you by Change GPS and joined with me is Paul Meisner from Five Ways Group. Uh, thank you very much, David. Hello, listeners. Hello, all. Uh, we are leading into a very big couple of weeks coming up. Huge. It will be. Return will be. of ZeroCon. I know. Looking forward to it. The, uh, are you? The trip is a ZeroCon you? season, David. We've got uh, London. We've had uh, London now, New Orleans. It's all happening. Are you looking forward to it? Uh, I'm looking forward to the networking, for sure. Be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. We're going to do a whole show on what to look forward to. I'm looking forward. I think it's going to be great. It's going to inject the energy that we need after a rough couple of years, irrespective of anything else that you might think. I think the energy will be good, but we'll get to it in a moment. We have a big-ish... You know what? Nah, this show's not that good. I wouldn't listen to it if I were you. Way to talk it up. Do you want to jump straight into it? we got a new show. Reality Check with Shay and Beck. We do. I did have a listen to one of the episodes. Very good. Can I read out what hey, your uh, exact your exact feedback was when I when I played you the show? Paul Mystery goes... You know what? It's actually not that bad. That was Paul's response. High praise. High praise. As good as it gets from you. High praise from Meisner. Anyway, that's what uh, mate. It's all right. That's what happens. That's what happens. We. That's how we. That's how we roll. What do we got, mate? What Best do we got? On, on ground, me mate Tyler Caskey. Someone's worth following on LinkedIn goes viral every now and again. Talks mainly about uh, the CFO finance side of things, but has a really good take on the industry as a whole. Very rare to get people who have opinions on the whole industry. Has this great post, and he's talking about how much he loves Divi Pay. Now, Trent McLaren from the Trenches CEO uh, works at Divi Pay, head of the accounting channel, and I think a few other, a few other things there. Uh, they don't sponsor it from the Trenches. And they don't sponsor Tyler's post. And what I absolutely love about this is he literally says in his post, he's talking about why he loves it, why it's better. He doesn't work a standard week. He likes to do pays over when he wants. Um, and he's actually got a quote in here saying, um, I'm not paid by DiviPay to do this. And I do like it. We've, we've often spoken about uh, this show about, oh, and a certain person... <laughs> Possibly the worst offender in the whole entire industry for not declaring uh, conflicts of interest or not. It, it turns up in the middle of the reactions, David. The the it, it, It's a flat-out declaration. I, comma, Tyler Kasky, we the people, confirm I make no revenue or commission from Divi Pay and its associated entities. I just like the way they roll. All discounts are passed on directly to our customers. Bravo, Tyler, moral high ground, love it. Uh, it should be, and and I, look, I, and I think uh, you know certainly recommendations from software from people who use it and like it is good. There is too much in my mind of uh, paid paid uh, recommendations. So yes, uh, that uh, not happy with that. Accounting yeah, influencers. Oh, sorry, go. Oh, go. Accounting influencers are a thing now. Like they're a real, real thing. If you're a brand trying to get a name for yourself, you want certain people talking about you in certain Facebook groups and certain social media platforms. It's good for your business. I think. I think software thinks it's good for their business. The rest of us just appear like they. Uh, we just think roll our eyes, and think they're all full of themselves. When Bradley Stewart 
used to be a huge change GPS fan and now isn't a member anymore because I put my prices up and he wasn't happy with me. When he talks about us, usually negatively in a Facebook group, I get direct traffic to my website. Fair enough. That's why people like it when you put them in West on ground, Paul. What else you got? <laughs> Excel formulas. Excel <laughs> formulas. I, t- I posts on LinkedIn about Excel formulas. I do just love it. Uh, there was a couple from Asif Masani. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. But some if, some of ifs, I like it. What does I it know do? The, I, know, I know the sum. I use the sum often. I use the ifs often. I haven't used some if, but I will be adding it to my repertoire. But there are five pages of Excel uh, for those of us who, who like just occasionally having a break from being fed software down our throats, David. We do like to, you know, get, get back to the... <laughs> I've been saying for years, just learn Excel properly and you won't have to buy any software, any extra software for a lot of the stuff that you need. What does some if do? Uh, adds up. So you look <laughs> at a column and if there's a certain value in the column, it it sums the total in another column. Love it. Love <laughs> it. I'll be adding it uh, highly to my repertoire. Uh, I found out, love it. I'm a huge Excel fan, as everybody knows. And we are seeing these great little Excel summaries coming up on LinkedIn area. The link is in the show notes. Who posted that one that you did? Uh, Asif Masani. Asif Masani. There you go. Link will be in the show notes. Link, oh, uh, that's a good one. What else caught your eye this so in the st- last little while? Uh, I watch one hour of TV every night, uh, maximum. I'm not a massive TV watcher. And uh, stumbled across a show called Industry, which is about five graduates into a fictitious investment banking firm. And as I'm watching it, I have this a bit of epiphany that I actually watch a lot of TV about work. I seem to finish work put my kids down, have some dinner with my wife and to unwind, watch TV about work. I start thinking, is this, am I becoming boring as I approach my 40th year? Is that what's happening to me? And then I found out that workplace TV is a new massive genre. And it is. I went back on all the shows that I've loved over the last sort of 15 years. Mad Men, which everyone thought was a period show about the 50s. It's actually a workplace drama. Succession, which is... I think one of the best shows going around at the moment. Holt and Catch Fire was around five years ago, which is sort of this Steve Jobs want to be Silicon Valley hilarious in our industry. And this is a thing. This is a thing. So if you're trying to unwind at the end of the day, you can go watch other people who have worse work situations that you do. Silicon Valley as well is one of my favourite shows. That's a bit of a comedy. Uh, enjoy as a link from The New Yorker talking about the rise of workplace TV. Turns out I'm not the only one, Paul. Uh, I hadn't thought about it. David, but uh, no, certainly do like the suits got into there for a while. Suits um, as well. Yeah, yeah. It is interesting. But I think it's always, look, it's always been the case. LA Law and... Yeah, but they, uh, were, the, you know, they were the... They were the... LA Law... That, that's, the, that's more the, the crime side of drama. This like These things are set in corporate offices, boring-looking rows of desks corporate offices. Anyway, Paul... There you go. Oh, well. Anything else happened uh, that got a, a lot of views on, on LinkedIn that caught your eye, David? Well, I've, we, the, I used to make fun. I used to make fun of media that commentates on itself, but here I am. You posted accounting industry rant is the the headline. How many views? You've got three hundred thirty seven likes, eighty six comments. How many views? Uh, fifty thousand two hundred thirty nine. Cracked the fifty thousand impressions, David. It was uh, look. You helped me tone it down. Some would say. Uh, maybe refi- removed a few, help me remove a few words that could have been a little more uh, 
a, a little more <laughs> unnecessarily <laughs> aggressive. Un- thank you very much. Cleaned up some unnecessary rude. Now, look, this is off the back of that accounts daily article that was just. I mean, every now and then, I thought thought we'd got gotten most of the way through it, David. This whole just people who sell to the industry just bagging compliance in order to sell and i just got sick of it uh drafted it up you helped me tone it down but look it is what accountants have done and bookkeepers to a point have done in the last couple of years and continue to do the small business uh with absolutely no support from professional bodies uh and and really as, as i say in the post very limited help from software software you know marketing lags very sorry product lags ridiculously behind marketing when they're not building product that just makes it harder uh it is it is and there's just an endless amount of leeches uh on the industry david i just had had enough and there was a a pretty much apart from one person uh a lot of people liked it so let's, let's extend the conversation a little uh, everyone knows what your position is. If you're a listener from the trenches, you haven't seen it. The link will be in the show notes. Uh, the challenge comment is on it. That, that there, comment on it. Paul wants to get to a hundred thousand. The challenge is that all these apps came out. These advisory apps five six years ago. They didn't actually explain how it implements the business model. They didn't do enough analysis of how much demand was it. It was one of those things where in the tech world they say build the solutions for the problems you have, but they didn't build solutions for the problems accountants have. Now, Carl Reader, who is a bit of a is a, in Yiddish, he's a Gunsenmacher. He's a big deal over in the UK. He's a big deal, Carl. We don't Rader. have enough Yiddish on this show, David. I've One more Yiddish? That. We we don't. No, no, thanks. You're looking very verklempt, Paul. You need a haircut. Thanks. I do. I do. Uh, he says, "This is bang on, and it's the same in Australia. There's 5.6 million small businesses in the UK, of which only 1.4 mil actually employ anyone. The numbers in Australia are like 2.2 small business, and I think 600 employ someone. Yeah, it's not not. It's not much. It's not much. So, so the demand for these advisory services probably isn't there. But I am seeing a very positive trend in the accounting industry, where apps are getting better support on getting product market fit before launching into the market, and it's coming from. Chartered accountants, to their credit, are hosting pitch nights at fish burners. So really early stage startups are getting in front of accountants who might be wanting to build apps for accountants or use accountants as a distribution channel to small business customers. Early Adopters Hub has had 26 tech companies go through their programs to help get tech companies in front of tech using accounting firms to see if their product actually works before it gets into the market. Yep. You, uh, on last show, you're advising two companies at the moment? Uh, yeah, yeah, but not, not formally. Just, no, but- uh, look, I get, reached, I get reached out to uh, quite often, have done quite often, uh, for my honest, uh, honest feedback. So I, th- I, I think we are getting to a more sophisticated ecosystem where there are better channels for tech companies to get in front of early users and build products that work a little bit better. Having said that, one of the challenges on the tech side of things, did you know... At ZeroCon this year, 48% of exhibitors are first-time exhibitors. There you go. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. I was on a exhibitor call. There's about 100 of us at Zero. Pat Frigo and Emily hosted for us at uh, down at Zero. And, um, yeah, 48% were first-time, roughly 48%. So half the people have never been there before. So here's my tip to you. 
when you're building solutions, and Paul, you're big on this, you say software companies keep lumping accountants and bookkeepers together and we're different. You should. Yep. Well, that's not the software company's fault. That's the bookkeeper's fault. For five years, all I've been watching is bookkeepers get upset when people talk about accountants and don't slap the word bookkeeper on it as well. And if you think I'm wrong, have a look at the Dext rebranding. They got belted because they left off the word bookkeeper on an email. That's it. But if you are different and if you buy differently and if you have different problems, then software companies should be differentiating between the two. And so the 48% of first-time exhibitors at ZeroCon work out if your product's for bookkeepers or not. When they come up to your stand, be very polite. So I'm sorry, thank you for coming up. I don't think we've got a great solution for you and I don't want to waste your time. That's it. And move on. Well, I think, look, and, let's, and if let's they come up, and, and Paul, and if they come up wanting your big expensive swag, if they can't afford their own Schmutter Bonds hoodie, then they're not going to afford your software. I love it. Uh, we will talk about that more on our ZeroCon show, I think, because no. that's an important thing, and we've done we've done quite a bit on what um, what I'm just looking at the names of the, the exhibitors. Uh, there is a lot that I have not heard of. We got a big stand, Paul. Huge. We're an I'm exhibitor plus. It's costing me a fortune. Change GPS. Marmalade. Marmalade. Never heard of it. Anyway, that will be interesting. But we will cover that on our uh, marmalade. Zero-ish. Marmalade's bitter. I don't know if I name my company marmalade. Uh, uh, what else we got? Uh, uh, big four. Congratulations. Big progress on the gender pay gap. Um, reading an article on the AFR about uh, financial review consulting salary guide. I love reading this. Like, this is real Schadenfreuden. You know how much is the other bloke earning? <laughs> it's, I love it. Um, and I'm scrolling down, scrolling down, and then right down the bottom of all these tables around the pay scales at all these big companies, there's this little gender pay gap. Um, KPMG on a like-for-like basis, men and women at the firm are paid virtually the same. However, male partners are paid almost 17% more on average than female partners while male staff are paid almost 14% more on average than female staff. The variations are because men make up more of the senior ranks within the firm. PwC, like-for-like basis, men and women at the firm are paid virtually the same. Deloitte's overall gender payback was 12.6%. The gap differed by division, 2.2% in assurance and advisory, 15.9% consulting. The variations are because men make up more of the senior ranks within the firm. The problem these days in these big firms doesn't seem to be the gender pay gap. It's creating an environment where those who, I dare say, uh, take work breaks and go and support their family get an opportunity to join the senior ranks. But I tell you what, I would not want an inexperienced person as an audit partner. I I think, David, it's... it's So anyway, well done. Best on ground. It looks like they're really addressing this. It's fantastic. And why isn't this getting as much attention as all the negative gender payback? pay gap uh, news gender pay gap is a i think the term is the term is often misapplied i think that you the, the two issues that are often conflated are one is if you get two people that do the exact same job one shouldn't be paid lower than the other um and I think as far as most of the wage rules, that's actually illegal. And I'm not saying none of this happens. I'm just saying that, that you know, potentially the other issue is uh, females tend to not be in senior roles, which I think is a, is, a, is probably a, a far more common problem that also needs to be addressed. But I think by calling that a, a pay gap, it's not it's not the same pay gap as being paid differently. It's not rising through the ranks, which I think is often lost in the uh, pay gap discussion. 
but it is certainly a big discussion and uh, very loud. Paul, we need a recession. Oh, that one. Oh, there's this very quick TikTok video on uh, someone who works at LinkedIn in, I think, Chicago, walking through their day, and it is just, it is just cringe. For anyone that's trying to hire somebody, is like all of this stuff that, and I like it, like none of it's actual work. I think it's about two seconds of work. But read the article if you just want to say that the next generation have their certain body parts uh, far up certain other body parts. <laughs> it's hilarious. And need and need an adjustment. It's hilarious. I'm not sure if she's if it's a joke or not. It, it's that bad. It's all about meetings and drinks and picking up swag and gourmet lunches in the lunchroom and never any work done, which ties terribly in probably the worst trencher segue ever into my first worst on ground. But let's get to it. Worst on ground. Uh, uh, Chartered accountants launch another review. This is the... um, the, was it their response? Every time it, it seems like there's an issue, but CA kind of want to do a, re, a review or something. And I, look, I just think it, it's a review into their um, uh, professional, was it professional standards committee? Oh, uh, they put a, a QC or a Supreme Court judge or something, retired judge is going to chair it. Uh, I just think it's a, just a massive distraction and nothing will end up coming from it. They... My experience with CA is that they just have an inability to listen, uh, consider, and otherwise just do anything other than what they want to do in the first place. So I hold out absolutely no uh, no confidence in, in anything changing. I will put my two cents in as a for now member, but I really don't think it will get anything done because at the end of the day they'll have the review, but the, the, they're in charge of, of, of putting in the changes, which they just seem unable to do. So I don't care about the review. We'll I care about the number of changes that are accepted and how long it's taken them to be implemented. Chartered accountants effectively saying, uh, we know that something's off. We don't really know what we don't have any people internally of our organization to resolve this ourselves, despite having governance teams, I would have thought, I would have hoped that there's technical governance people inside chartered accountants. So we're going to incur a whole bunch of costs and members are going to pay for it. And let's see if they get adopted. I say all of this while I work heavily within my friends at chartered accountants to get a meeting with some people there when I'm in Sydney next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you think I'm going to go? I've started tagging the CEO on LinkedIn in my comments. I'm not sure I'm going to get there, but I've got a really good thing for them and I'd love them to talk to me about. Unable to uh, uh, talk about not having a clue who their members are. And and you know, there's David. As you know, I've been in the room with C with CEOs of uh, CA for many years, and cringeworthy how bad their yeah. the key preparation for me is, and performance is. When I talk to uh, people who've sat on regional councils, and I think this is a CPA and IPA as well, and you say to them, um, "So, did you feel like you were heard and action got taken?" Like it's pretty much unanimous, no. It's not just you, but like pretty much unanimously, these organisations just aren't listening. All right, next for me, I found a click on, uh, for worst on ground, I found a clip on LinkedIn from James Nicola, Quant Property Solutions. Uh, and it's a photo of the advertised home loan rates from ANZ and NAB in what must have been the early 90s. 
And it just struck home to me that we're in a seriously low interest rate era, despite a lot of fear about interest rates going up. The benchmark interest rate for NAB was 16.75%. Did we say when this was? It must be early 90s. And it just, because I was around for this, but I was a kid. Um, you know, 1992, Western Bulldogs just made finals for the first time in my living memory life. Uh, it just was a reality, punch in the face of reality. I, I, of what I this remember. Looks like. I, re- I reckon. I rem- I remember. I remember eight or nine. I think on my first, on my first flat. I'm pretty sure it was. You know, when you look at it in, in terms of as a percentage of your wage on a on a grand accounting job in the suburbs was, yeah, was massive. So I don't know what all these, yes. Anyone who's kind of getting to the, the the turning point of this interest rates going up and is having a whinge, I think needs to have an honest look at whether or not they were, you know, I think they're kidding themselves because it absolutely has to go back to somewhere near five maybe, or 6% maybe where the home loans are not, not, not three. So couple other quick things for me, Paul. Um, There's this new thing called quiet quitting. It's getting all this news, quiet quitting. It's some phrase that somebody's come up with. Marketing. Marketing. It is absolutely... Quiet quitting. What are they talking about? You know what what I did in my last month at uh, More Stevens when I was at a chartered accountant? I dumped four weeks of time onto Tim Stilwell's suspense code. Quiet quitting isn't a thing. It's just what people do. It's it, it now. Oh, the quiet quitting has become this big movement and this big thing. You know what it is? It's just an older generation looking at a younger generation saying, "You don't work as hard as I do." Now that's different to the LinkedIn employee who literally just got drunk and ate all day. But quiet quitting is not a thing. It's just what people do when they're not engaged at their job. It's not new. I thought it was. I thought it was. I thought it was. They just didn't tell you. They just didn't turn up. But you're saying it's no. They do the bare minimum. They don't. Are the bare minimum, the absolute right, bare okay. minimum. But you know what? I look at you look at every business. There's a bell curve. There's always twenty percent of staff who do the bare minimum. Quiet quitting isn't a thing. But I tell you, if you're a manager and you think it's happening, the housework, <laughs> do it do it badly, and you don't get asked. No, I shouldn't say that. That's I do I do a little bit. Uh, can I just add a very quick uh, worst on ground? I know yeah. our, our you know in in true trenches organization style, our uh, Microsoft Teams meeting is going to run out of time. But um, the Intuit have just announced a rebranding. Really. Link in the show notes. Uh, it, it just, I think corporate <laughs> corporate rebrandings are hysterical. But that just came up, you know, David. As I pay immense attention to every time you're, uh, and I'm not scrolling, scrolling uh, LinkedIn and Twitter for more content. But check it out. I think it is just, oh, just <laughs> rebrands. I just can't understand them. The, the the font the font is just horrendous. But anyway, mate, so this is actually a whole thing. Basically, all brands are going are moving to this font. Red Bull's moved to this flat, very simple font. Coca Cola's got a brand, is getting rid of the elaboration in there. But this is a branding thing where they're going to these super simple, plain, almost boring fonts. And I think it's because it looks good online and offline, and it's very clean and easy. It's a bit of a thing. By the way, while we're doing best on grounds for rebranding, Ignition are making their first worst, best on ground for this. I, I know, but I've got to get it in. This is Ignition's first best on ground ever. They've got this ad that they've done with Greg Kite out of America, and it is absolutely hilarious. They're running a big campaign about the cost of not having tricky conversations with your clients, and they have absolutely nailed the brief on this one. Link in the show notes. Well done to the Intuit team, and uh, they've commissioned some research. It's getting picked up by mainstream media as well. 
and I think it's something like the, the average cost of out-of-scope work is $67,000 a year for the average accountants, according to some Intuit research. But the ad's hilarious. It's really expertly done. It features real accountants. Jason Satz from the US is in it. Greg Kite, uh, a range of others. Well done, Intuit. There was an article on Accountants Daily that uh, it pretty much... Um, Freedom Mentoring could have solved all of those problems. You don't need software. Uh, you could have solved it all by buying the Freedom Mentoring course. The, I'll get. We, we can do a takedown on the campaign later. I don't think there's anything original in it, but they've the done it well. Good. No, there was an article. The, there was an article on on the. Uh, yeah, no. The, the ad is stuff. extremely well done. Check it out in the show notes. It's fantastic. Well done to everyone ignition involved in that. My. Final West, you got to go. You're signing off. Hang on, let me finish. The meeting told me we were. The meeting said we, it was going to run out on us. Anyway, don't don't mind me. Uh, one thing, great article in the AFR. Ashurst is um, the AFR's called out Ashurst for nonsense mission statements. And I'll, this is like you and I could have written this. Uh, Ashurst should accept its purpose is not extraordinary. We shouldn't take them seriously. This is a, what is it? This is a quote. What is our purpose? This comes from Ashurst. After over thirty global meetings and with more than half of our three thousand five hundred people involved, our purpose became clear. Together, we create the extraordinary. Then the AFR follows up with, "Should we take them seriously?" That is, that Pro- is uh, great. Art. They're talking about cre- creating the extraordinary is just the ultimate professional hype. Absolutely nailed it. Well done. What else? You got um, one more thing, Paul? One more thing. CPA coming out and saying that capacity to pay letters, uh, often clients get us asked, you know, and, and calls from real estate agents and banks and stuff. Um, head of public practice for CPA just basically says, uh, don't sign them. I, I, I just don't know how you can not sign them um i think there is a i think there is clearly a middle ground where you um i haven't i haven't seen a letter and i and to be honest interestingly talking about it out loud i don't sign something that say this person will be able to pay that loan back i do the um this is what they've earned or this is what their income is i don't i haven't seen a letter that's so specific as to say, do you vouch for this person um, being able to pay the loan back? I haven't seen them. I've seen interesting them. to hear if, if anyone, I, I certainly haven't. Um, I get a lot of, you know, real estate agents double checking on whether they are an existing person and in good standing. Um, and I get a lot of people calling saying, you know, do you know that their income is what they say it is? Uh, but I haven't seen a capacity to pay letter, so that's interesting. Uh, well, since GPS members send them in um, a few times to our support desk, asking what do you think we should do, um, and does GPS have a standard response, which we do. But what I, the, my, well, the reason why I'm putting this in worst on ground, this was a problem two years ago, so thank you, CPA, for coming out two years later and offering yeah. no valid solution. I thought that we'd had any, this discussion yeah, before like, a long time Just ago. don't sign them. Oh, okay, thanks for, help. thanks for your help. I appreciate it. Same thing going on with uh, QBCC at the moment. Um, there was a post I saw in one of the Facebook groups, QBCC have latched onto this idea that if the uh, trust says that the accounts need to be prepared according to Australian accounting standards, there's an interpretation that says that needs to be um, general purpose accounts. And again, the accounting bodies call up the QBCC, set the record straight on this and explain what's actually happening. That would be very useful. That's it. We've got one more show before ZeroCon. We're going to do our what we're looking forward to, tips, tricks, uh, hacks. A special guest. You've you've done some work finally for this. You've produced something, Paul. Not yet. Yeah, I haven't organised it yet. But no, I've got commitment. 
from Will Buckley, the new Zero Head of Australia, as Joe Lyons steps into an Asia-Pacific role. Uh, Will Buckley, very impressive. Uh, reality TV star, so, a former professional soccer player and accountant. So that will be a an interesting discussion. You've you've said you met with Joe as well. You said Joe was quite impressive. I've I bumped into Joe and Joe, uh, Joe and Will. Joe and Will are very impressive. I mean, uh, anyway, more more impressive people uh, outside of head office than inside is my sort of general high level view of the organisation, David. But not dissimilar to CA, right? <laughs> We will see. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope that you have a fantastic week. Should we play the outro music, Paul? Go for it. See you all at ZeroCon. Can't wait to see everyone at ZeroCon. Have a great week, everyone. See you later. Check out our new show, Reality Check with Shay and Beck. Hit us up on social media. If you've got any links, you got anything you want us to talk about, come say g'day. Paul will be hanging out. At my stand at ZeroCon at the Change GPS sound, there'll be a big From the Trenches banner. So come and say g'day and have an awesome time. All good? You didn't record? From the Trenches.